<laughs> if you don't like the people that you're attracting, you don't like the quality of the people you're working with, that you're in relationship with, and I mean any form of relationship, friendship, family, marriage, whatever it may be, you have to ask yourself why you're accepting that. Welcome back to the Balanced Goalie Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and in love. You guys know if you've been following the Balance Bully Podcast, you know how uber excited I get when I have phenomenal, do you hear me? Phenomenal people that are carving out time from their very full and productive, I try not to say busy, full and productive schedules to be here and to share time and space with all of us. It's not just you people. I be like glowing and gleaming and groupy in too because I'm so excited to have other authentic and transparent people here. And I am full today. This woman and I had such an amazing time the other day. We shut down the whole power. How about that? Before we even started recording, we shut down the power. Our energy was so high and vibrated at such a level that nothing else around us can handle it. And we get to continue that conversation where you get to sneak peek and listen in right now for season 17's final episode of being all in, just embracing all of it. So let me bring to you Laura Khalil. She is a phenomenal woman. I swear she is my sister from another mister. Although, you know, my dad was a Rolling Stone, so who knows? But Laura Khalil is the number one transformational speaker helping Fortune 500 companies around the world close the leadership and wage gap for women. She shares courageous leadership skills to help women succeed, facing the challenges that assertive and driven women all over the world deal with at work. Laura launched her marketing consultancy in 2013, determined to thrive. She learned that the traits that penalized her as an employee were the greatest assets she could embody as a leader. She's consulted with Twitter, Intel, and GE, just to name a few. And today we have her all to ourselves for a good 20 minutes. So listen in. Laura, welcome to the Balanced Goldie Podcast. How are you today? I I need to hire you to introduce me everywhere I go. <laughs> you are unbelievable. I am great. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, this was easy because we had such amazing energy together. Like, are you kidding me? It's phenomenal. For real. For real. <laughs> I am so happy to be here. And I wanted to start by talking to your audience a little bit about my story because you yes. know whenever I hear those bios of people mm -hmm. I'm like you're not like me right what like you're you're sort of up here somewhere and I'm just a normal human being and I want to say to everyone listening I am actually exactly like you right. um what most people don't know is I began well I began my career uh, in the tech world back in 2007 but prior to that, I had just left a very uh, emotionally abusive marriage. Mm. I was homeless. I was going from house to house trying to figure out what to do with my life. And talk about starting at rock bottom. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, 
who feels like they are at their own personal rock bottom, I want you to know that there is a way out. When I left my ex, I happened to have a plane ticket to go to San Francisco to see a friend of mine about seven weeks later. And I had always loved that city. I'd always wanted to be there. And I said, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm going to do something for me. I had never put myself in the driver's seat. And I said, I want to move there on that ticket in seven weeks. So every day I'd go to my day job and every night I'd go to someone's couch and I'd pull out my laptop and I'd start looking for jobs in San Francisco and I'd start applying to things on Craigslist. And I was able to move mountains. I did not move in seven weeks. Mm. I moved in six with an apartment and a job in hand waiting for me when I got there. So I always tell individuals, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of transformation, you will transform. That's right. It will change your life. And that began for me, that incredibly challenging experience for me was one of the greatest gifts I have ever received because it was in that moment that I was reborn. Uh, That didn't mean that my challenges stopped. I actually just took on new ones. Um, So as you mentioned, I've worked with a lot of companies, but I started working in Silicon Valley in the startup world. I was in marketing. I was very uh, bold, determined, outgoing, and driven. And, you know, my parents were immigrants. And the way that they got ahead in the U.S. is they said, Laura, you've got to act like you're the boss. Mm-hmm. You have to take ownership, take accountability, be enthusiastic, and really show up 110% at work. That's how they rose. And so I did that. And uh, I remember one day my boss came to me and he said, Laura, we've got some feedback for you. And I said, okay, great. I want to improve. I want to learn. I want to grow. What do you got? Mm-hmm. And he said, well you're intimidating the men in the boardroom. Oh, Lord. I know. Are you? And I was, and I was uh, 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of new in my career, and I didn't really know what to do about this. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm intimidating them. I'm acting just like them. I don't understand this. And so he said, so you're going to need to soften your language and smile more. What? For real. Can you even imagine somebody saying that to us today Mm -mm, it still happens but I was completely dejected completely demoralized by this and eventually I was put on a performance improvement plan where I had a bunch of work metrics and the last one was to smile more and be nicer to my coworkers. Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't smile more I just you know it was like this is crazy right so (laughs) I do not think so um and so I left that job And I went to the next one, and then I went to the next one, and I went to the next one. And I kept encountering challenges that if you are a bold, outgoing, and driven woman, you have probably faced in the workplace. And eventually, in 2013, I said, you know, Laura, there's one common denominator in your experience, and that's you. And so the only thing we can do is change our circumstances and change our outlook to thrive. And so I did. I left the corporate world as a full-time employee. I said, I am done with this stuff. 
I am, I know I'm good at my job. I know I'm talented and I know that I have leadership skills. And so I'm going to start my own marketing consulting business. I knew tech. I knew it really well. So I did. And within the first six weeks of starting that business, I was bringing in Fortune 500 clients Mm. who realized that my traits of being bold, determined, confident, and outgoing, that all those traits that had penalized me in the full-time world were my greatest assets as an entrepreneur. Because in one setting, I was a bitch, but in the other setting, I was a leader. And so I learned to grow that business, not by changing who I was, but by embracing all of the traits and skills and God-given gifts that I had. And so today, I work as an executive coach and speaker. I go into companies on how we can embrace individuals as they are, how we can learn to build empathy with one another, and really close that leadership gap and wage gap. I love it. From everything that you you said, from the being rock bottom and really having to deal with like the lowest level of yourself and being the most humble that you probably had to be in a really long time to being able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and lean in to the courageousness that you didn't necessarily know you had until you had to have it right you will you will find it yeah exactly all all the time you listen if you've given birth you know that you find strength that you definitely didn't imagine you would ever have and if you've ever decided to push a baby back in there and I mean that figuratively not literally (laughs) you know sucking up something holding your tongue biting your tongue from something that's like that pushing the baby back in you know that's another level of strength because we know meekness is a form of strength it's actually strength under control and you have to really tap into the meekness to be able to do that and you need that as a leader which is what you're saying like listen I don't have to smile more to succeed in fact I can smile a little bit less and lead in the best way possible because I'm not trying to be nice and inauthentic. I'm going to be kind and transparent and very intentional, which is what I heard you say from everything. Absolutely. And you know, what I always tell people is many women, especially have what we all know as the disease to please, Mm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all, we hate to say no. We hate to let people down. We hate to um, disappoint anyone, but the end of the day, the more that we try to restrict ourselves by trying to comply to what we think other people want or other people are hoping for and to pacify everyone, the more we're anxious, we're overwhelmed, we're stressed, and we are getting further and further away from ourselves. Clear is kind. Yep. It is the kindest thing you can do is to really be clear with people. Um, If anyone's listening who has uh, problems with boundaries getting pushed and they always feel like, you know what I'm talking about? People are Mm -hmm. like, gosh, everyone's trying to take from me. Everyone wants everything. I have no time. I don't know how to say no. I'd like to give you a piece of advice. If you're the type of person who will try to set a boundary by saying something like, well, you know, I'm really busy but I guess I could do that. Mm -hmm. That is not boundary setting folks. That is allowing someone to violate the boundary because the second part of what you said was the agreement. Mm -hmm. So when we set appropriate boundaries, when we say no, you can say things to people like, I would love to see you, 
but I'm really busy right now. Why don't we set up a time in the future? Mm-hmm. That's a healthy boundary. That s- lets people know what you are and are not capable of. And it's very clear. Yeah. No, I agree. I have a a mentor that I love to life. Do you hear me? Love her to life. She is now like my sister friend. And when I first met her, let me tell you the sexiest thing about her was her boundary. I reached out to her. I, we, we met each other on LinkedIn. Um, I didn't know anything about LinkedIn. I was just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I should meet people and, and add them to my contacts. I don't know what to do with it. It was years and years and years ago. And I reached out and said, you know, something like, you know, hi, I would like to get to, to, to have a meeting so I can learn more about your business. It was professional, like, you know, whatever it was. And she reached back with the clearest boundary. We laugh about it to this day um, because she doesn't connect with people that she doesn't know or that she doesn't, you know, have an opportunity to meet, right? And she basically says, and we, we kind of debate on the language of it, you know, noun with reflection, but she basically said, like, hi, Nikita, thanks for reaching out. Um, uh, I do not connect with people without a true connection. So I would like the opportunity to meet you in person. I'm available in six weeks at this location, or this is like two different parts of Philadelphia, in the city or suburban, basically. Um, so if you are available... Here's a link to my calendar. <laughs> we can get to, and it was basically That's fantastic. Like, it was amazing. And I looked at it and I was like, I love her. Like, <laughs> yes. like I loved how clear and kind it wasn't arrogant or over the top. There was no pretense or trying to figure it out, like what she meant or what she was trying to say. It was like, listen, I will connect with you if you are worthy of connecting because you have to earn my connection by like, like actually getting to know me not just being another number on LinkedIn. You know what I, I mean? I love that. And you know, everyone has probably been in that situation where you end up connecting with someone, you meet them mm-hmm. through a chat, through video chat or in yeah. person. And it's kind of like a waste of time yeah. for everyone. And you're like, what are we doing here? Why, <laughs> why did we do this? Right. Believe me, I have been there. And I, I, find my, I still find myself there from time to time. And so being really intentional about, yeah, I want to, I want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I want to learn about your world. Mm -hmm. And you probably do this as well, but I always say when you're trying to network, please give more than you receive. Absolutely. Please give, 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 and then ask. Do not say, gimme, gimme, gimme. It doesn't work. It's inauthentic and it pushes people away. Agreed. Agreed. A thousand percent. I have something we created a fund a few years back called the 3G uh, scholarship, which is basically give, give, grow. I feel like you giving your energy, you giving your resources, and then you grow in your gratitude. And the scholarship is clearly for a specific type of programs that we have for the individuals in our world that come up for like some of the entrepreneurial or relationship based programs that really want to do the work. They're willing and they're ready, but perhaps they're financial stock, you know, at the time, their resources were not necessarily built up in a way where they were planning on investing in a coaching program. Um, So depending on what it is, there's a percentage of that price point that's brought down based on the scholarship. And then we kind of pay it forward in a different way to to other people. And I love that. Right. Like it's work for us for one, as a coach and an advisor, and you know, really well, Laura, like when back in the day, when we first started, it's really easy to discount just to get the client, right? Um, and we don't want to do that. You don't want to discount because that, you know, that sends a, a certain message and it's not the right energy exchange for you to attract what you want. 
Um, but I also know that there are plenty of people who come along that you cannot wait to work with. You're so excited, but perhaps they just have, were never introduced to the coaching and advising world before. They had no idea that this wasn't a $50 situation, right? Like they just, they, right. they didn't know that they needed to, to have a budget or an ability to invest in something that is almost invaluable, but absolutely can, you know, have a ROI on it that's 10 times what they thought it would be. And because of that, we needed to create something that wouldn't pull away from our integrity as a as a company and wouldn't make me devalue my skill set. And I'm a philanthropist and an investor in my heart of hearts. So I wanted to create something that really had an equitable reciprocal exchange. And that's kind of where that came from. I absolutely love that. I cannot, you know, I always tell people, please do not devalue your work. Yeah. Because you're not doing anyone a service by doing that especially women yeah who are very used to giving away right Mm -hmm. oh I'll give it away I'll give it away we all have to be in fair exchange I have taken on clients in the past where it's kind of been like oh okay well you know I really like to work with you and help you okay like I'll give you a discount on coaching Mm -hmm. these people nine times out of ten are the most difficult and challenging people that you will work with because they do not appreciate the value of what you're offering. Nope. You said it. Same thing goes in the corporate world. I Mm -hmm. built, when I started consulting, I ended up building a multi six figure business consulting with some of these clients in the fortune 500 world on brand strategy. And I had people come to me and say, Laura, how did you do this? How did you build these retainers with clients? How did you get paid all this money? And I said, because I'm worth it. I know that's right. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. worth it. And because I go into a meeting prepared like a professional that I am, and they immediately see that when you're a professional, you are going to command the rate that is fair for you. And if you believe it's fair and you have the most certainty, you win. The person with the most certainty wins. I love that. And it. I love that for multiple reasons, because I think that that shows up in every area of your life. When you're certain that you are worthy of a certain amount of attention or time or energy or love or money, right? Like, you know, depending on where it's showing up in your life, you will attract and retain the right people in your atmosphere because of it, the right lover, the right friendships, the right partnerships, you know, professional partnerships. And obviously, the right clients. And it does not mean that there won't be a couple of people who try to seep in in through that old energy that you might not have realized you needed to clean out. Cause I've definitely had that where I'm like, I'm commanding and it's, it's going amazing. And then somehow, how did that little creeper get in there? Well, right? It's like a little, t- it's like a little test. It's like, Oh, did you really want this? Let's throw, let's throw something in and see what she does. Exactly. But you always get the people you deserve. I always tell people, you get the clients, you get the relationships that you deserve. And sometimes for people who are very empowered, they love hearing that. Mm -hmm. However, the shadow side. Yeah, yeah, the shadow is, if you don't like the people that you're attracting, you don't like the quality of the people you're working with, that you're in relationship with, and I mean any form of relationship, friendship, family, marriage, whatever it may be, you have to ask yourself why you're accepting that. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? Yeah. Because if we don't learn the lesson, as you know, we will keep 
repeating it until it gets into our heads. And I know that firsthand from all of my time in the corporate world mm -hmm. was, Lori, you got to figure this one out. You got to learn how all these people who are challenging me, who are driving me crazy, how are they my greatest teachers? And I'll tell you what, for all of those bosses who said to me, you know, you're just a little aggressive or, you know, you're not being nice enough to the guys or mm -hmm. all that kind of nonsense. Mm -hmm. I thank them today. Yeah, I do. I say thank you so much because without you, I would have probably still stuck in the corporate world yeah. doing something that is not part of my inspired destiny, doing what other people told me I should do and ought to do. I always say nobody wants to be shoulded upon, <laughs> least of all me. So, you know, when people tell us, oh, you should get a job, you should be happy in your corporate world. But if you're not, if you aspire to something different or greater than that, please follow the breadcrumbs, follow the clues, because I guarantee you, they are all there appearing in your life. And sometimes we're just minimizing them. We're ignoring them. We're not listening to our intuition. And things just get worse when we don't pay attention. That's the truth all day. I mean, I think that's why you call your company force of badassery, right? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Yes, I will. You know, I will say, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious. I, I am on the sort of tough love side. Yeah. So for people who work with me, you know, this is, I, I don't tend to coddle. I tend to say, okay, mm -hmm. thank you for your story. Now let's get to work and change the narrative and put in action steps to get you there. Because I believe you have a couple choices in life. Yeah. You can either take on the uninspiring challenges or you can take on the inspiring challenges. Life is a balance of support and challenge. If there's anyone who thinks I'm going to get through life and I'm never going to have a problem, that's my goal. I never want to have a problem. I want it to be easy. I just want everything to come to me. You might as well be six feet under because yeah. that's, that is that does not exist, and we have no evidence of that ever existing in the history of humanity. So I prefer to say life is a balance of support and challenge, mm -hmm. and you grow right on the edge of those two. So find the challenges that inspire you, find the support in those situations, and see how every moment is here to really help you grow. Because otherwise, you're going to be dejected, you're going to be feeling uh, in a state of ingratitude for your experiences and we don't thrive in yeah. that condition. That's so true. Now I know that you wanted to talk a little bit before we talk about what you do for your own self-care and self-love about luck and courage and how that really should show up or how it appears itself, you know, for yes. a lot of the women. And I want to make sure that we, we go there because I know it's really connected to a lot of the great work that you do in the world. Well, thank you for bringing that up. So I, people always talk about how do I become luckier, right? Or you seem really lucky. You got a bunch of lucky breaks. Mm. And we always know someone who appears to have luck. And so I want to tell people the first thing when you're wondering, how do you get lucky? It's to look back and appreciate how your dreams and goals have helped you get into the present moment where you are. We are so focused on future outcomes and future events that we never appreciate how far we've actually come. Right. So the first thing about luck, 
appreciate the present moment. Appreciate where you are. Wake up every day and tell yourself that no matter what happens, I have a choice to make this a really great day. I can expect great things today, and I will look for the opportunity in all my experiences, especially the challenging ones. Luck is nothing more than a mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. sm- and it comes in the smallest packages, right? Sometimes, you know, we think luck appears when someone wins the lottery. Well, if you think that, then you haven't heard of the lottery curse. Right. <laughs> okay, because that is really not the case. Um, luck is a state of gratitude. It is a mindset. And you may not always realize how lucky you are. That's why it's always important for us to stay present, stay grounded, and in a state of gratitude. Because you never know how this one experience could help you fulfill your destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to wait to see how it unfolds. So be grateful that it's appeared in your life. And that is truly how we can feel luckier. Yeah. No, oh, I value that. I hear you saying set your intentions from the seat of gratitude. Um, and that that just like pours in and is confirmation personally for so many things. Cause it's really easy to get caught up in the doing and, and going and growing and moving or putting out fires that sometimes you may, if you're a kind of spiritually grounded person, you may wake up every morning and set your intentions, but you may not do it from that seed of gratitude that you're saying, which basically creates the quote unquote, you know, worldly version of luck that other people might think that they're seeing from your life. Um, this is the perfect moment. Yeah. Like, why is this not right now the luckiest moment of your life? Right. Why isn't it? What, what, what makes you think that everything right now is not conspiring to help you? Right. Okay. You know, so people go into life and they say, and I tell this to a lot of my clients, they'll say, oh my gosh, something happened at work or something happened with my partner and it's just the worst thing that ever happened. Mm. And I really don't know how I'm going to ever deal with this. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm in fear. And I just look back to them and say, why is this not the best thing that's ever happened? Why? It's a really challenging question, right? Like when you're in the throes, when you feel like your feet are in quicksand and you're constantly slowly, you know, being pulled into hot burning quicksand it's really hard to look and look down and say oh this is absolutely the best thing that's ever happened to me right yeah it's a challenging question yeah it is it is challenging but it's you have put so much credence in the other question of this or the other statement of this is the worst ever right this has got to be the worst ever right why does it but where does that come from Mm -hmm. what evidence do you even have of that being true Right. You know, my worst situations, uh, going through an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. constantly being told by bosses that I was just a bitch, that I was not good enough and all this stuff. Too much. Mm-hmm. That I was too much. Mm-hmm. All of that was the greatest gift to inspire my growth. And I see it with every client I have, everyone who has walked in those depths, everyone who has had that dark night of the soul man, do they come out of it more resilient, more clear, more focused, more inspired? Yes, they do. And guess what? They wouldn't be there unless they'd gone through that. That's so true on so many levels. I like 
Oh my God, there's so many levels to this. So before we go deeper into anything, because I think that this deserves a part two, um, <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple levels, um, <laughs> like so many, I'm curious with all the work that you do in the world, and obviously we know that it takes for you to stay in a space where you are full and you are charged up and you are filled so that you can overflow into this this place that you've been granted permission to transform people and empower them, right? Like being allowed into their space. How do you give yourself permission to pause so you can recharge and be ready to, to deal with those challenging questions in those moments? Well, you know, I think the, the easy answer would be for me to tell you, oh, well, you know, I meditate every morning, mm -hmm. but that's not really it. Because the truth is that for me to pause interestingly enough, is an embodied experience. So yeah. you, me, most of us in Western society are so in our heads right now, right? We are thinking, we are doing, we are constantly overthinking, worried, anxious, whatever it may be. So when I give myself permission to pause, I'm having an embodied experience. So what does that mean for me? That means I'm usually dancing. Ooh, that yes. doesn't mean that doesn't mean dancing in a club or anything right, like that. Right. That means like I'm in my room, I'm at home and I am just letting the music out and I am embodying mm -hmm. what it means to be Laura. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people find a form of pleasure that works for you that is an embodied experience. That can be all kinds of things. But that's how we take the stuff in our head and we release it. And we feel the joy of life because, my God, the body is a fountain of emotional intelligence, and we have gotten really good at turning it off. So yeah. I actually turn it back on. Yeah. That's how I recharge. No, I love everything about this. My husband and I were just talking about this a few weeks ago. Like, you know, for 2020, how do you want to show up differently? We don't really do resolutions. We just, you know, what do you want to commit to, to decide, right? And I was like, I want to dance more. Like, yes. I, like I literally want to dance more. And to your point, like, it's not about going to a club or a party or an event. It's just being free to be in my living room and stump over top of my husband's head because he's downstairs being like, what the hell is she doing up there? <laughs> it is the most joyous thing. Yeah. It is so joyous. And if you, like I said, you know, if you don't feel like even moving like the lower half of your body, put your hands up in the air and start waving yourself around singing to the music. Like whatever you're capable of doing, yeah. do it because it feels so good. And it's like an instant mood booster. Yeah. Really, it just, it brings that joy right in. You just connect to joy. Yeah, it, it literally raises your vibration. I'm a thousand percent in agreement with you there. Yes. Uh, so, Laura, how can people connect with you to learn more and to go further into all the great juicy work that you do in the world? Well, okay. So there's a few things. The first is my podcast. It's called Brave by Design. And with the podcast, I teach you how to develop more confidence, clarity, and courage to live well and lead well. So you can find that on your favorite podcasting app. You can also head on over to my website, which is forceofbadassery.com, and join me for my free live workshop on developing the habit of courage. So if you mm -hmm. want to learn those habits and really integrate them, it's a free training I offer. All you need to do is sign up, and I'm sure we'll have one happening soon. I run that ever so often to get people um, 
inspired in their lives. And you can also find me on Instagram at Force of Badassery or connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm, I love it. But make sure if you're connecting on LinkedIn, you give her a me a custom message. Not yes. just that I want to connect automatic thing. Well, tell me where you found me. Yeah. Because that really helps and it sort of gives perspective. Because I'm sure as you've experienced people, I get a lot of LinkedIn connections and I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know who the heck these people are. Mm -hmm. Where are they coming from? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, th I think it does matter to know where did you come across? Did we meet in person? Did we meet at an event? Did someone refer you? Did you hear me on a podcast? You know, my own podcast or the Balance Bowling podcast or whatever. I think that that really matters. It gives us a semblance of relatability automatically. Or were we just, you know, alumni in a similar college or at the same training? Exactly. That's, that's, that's okay, okay too. It's yeah. so great. And then we, it's so great to connect and we can start a conversation. Exactly. If Listen, if you've earned the conversation, because if you send me that automatic message, I'm not responding. <laughs> Whoa, she just threw down. Okay, folks, did you hear that? Do not pull that one on Akita. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, Laura. You are an incredible human. Your personality, your energy, your expertise, your transparency is all beautifully refreshing and I am so grateful that you carved out this time time too because this is our second time so you make yes. sure our energy was connecting right <laughs> to do this and I'm so appreciative and I really am serious like I look forward to a part two and maybe we can go further into some other aspects of ourselves some relationship 100%. stuff relationship stuff I, I think would be oh, really good yeah absolutely my pleasure oh you're so amazing thank you thank you <laughs> oh balance boldly you ambitiously bold and brave men and women out there i am so grateful that you carved out more time to be with laura and i today this was phenomenal i had a good time i learned a lot i was writing notes ferociously there were so many moments where i was like oh this could be the part two this could be the part two this could be the part 10 so i hope that you got as many nuggets that you could handle and digest and be nourished from that you need it for today but make sure that you subscribe rate and share so the other ambitiously bold and brave have access to these valuable life love and business balance tools i thank my expert guest laura khalil again the number one transformational speaker helping fortune 500 companies across the world close the leadership and wage gap for women. I am so grateful that she was here today. Make sure that you guys go to her podcast, Brave by Design, subscribe and share that as well. And do by all means, fan and follow her at Force of Badassery, especially on IG and just kind of connect from there with her website and the other places and get that free training. As you know, we don't often do a lot of things for free because we're trying to make sure that there's an energetic exchange. So when it is offered, Take advantage of it and go deeper and find your connection and grow from there to see what other good seeds you can, you know, kind of cultivate from that moment. So make sure you do that with Laura Khalil. She was amazing. Obviously, as always, you can connect with me at Ask Nikita everywhere, IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you know how to find me. Make sure you guys are aware that Thursdays, 1130 a.m. Eastern is the Let's Talk Intimacy live stream 
that's hosted on YouTube and Facebook predominantly, but we are gonna get on LinkedIn uh, to live stream, to simulcast and syndicate that live stream probably by the end of, let's just say in a couple of months. I don't even wanna put a frame on it. We'll say in the next 60 days, we'll have that on LinkedIn as well. So in the interim, I just want you to go, create your balance, create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening.